to lead the strong. Remember, so remember your people, remember your children, oh, remember. remember your promise, your promise, oh God. Come on, we'll declare today, your grace is enough, your grace is enough, and your grace is enough, yeah, your grace is enough. Your grace, your grace, your grace, your grace is enough. Yeah, your grace is enough. Your grace is enough for me. For your people, remember your children, remember your promise oh god your grace and your grace is enough and your grace is enough and your grace is enough for me your grace your grace is enough yeah your grace is enough your grace is enough for me. Your grace is enough. And your grace is enough. Your grace is enough for me. Your grace and your grace is enough. Yeah, your grace is enough, and your grace is enough for me, for me. Aren't you glad his grace is enough? Thank you, Lord. He's greater today. Our God is greater than any obstacle, any situation. The water you turned into wine. Open the eyes of the blind. There's no one like you. There's none like you. Into the darkness you shine. Out of the ashes we rise, there's no one like you, there's none like you, our God, our God is greater, our God is stronger, God you are higher than any other, our God is healer, awesome in power, our God. Our God, yeah, our God's greater. 
Into the darkness, into the darkness you shine, and out of the ashes we rise. There's no one like you, there's none like you. Yeah, yeah. Our God is greater, our God is stronger. God, you are higher than any other. Our God is healer, awesome in power, our God, our God, yeah. Our God is greater, our God is stronger, God, you are higher than any other. Our God is healer, awesome in power, our God, and our God, yeah. And if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what could stand against? And if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what could stand against? Yeah, what could stand against? Oh, stand against. God is greater. Let's declare it today. Our God is greater. Our God is stronger. God, you are higher than any other. Our God is healer, awesome in power. Our God, our God, our God. Our God is greater. Our God is stronger. God, you are higher than any other. Our God is healer, awesome in power, our God, yeah, our God, he's greater, he's greater. our God is stronger, he's stronger. God, you are higher than any other, our God is healer, awesome in power, our God, yeah, our God, our God, if our God is for us, come on. And if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what could stand against? And if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what could stand against? Yeah, what could stand against? What could stand against? Hallelujah. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Our God is greater. Come on, say our God is greater. Yes, he is. Hallelujah. Father, we just welcome your presence in this place today. Father, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your joy. We thank you for your peace. Father, we thank you that you're we're the head and not the tail. We worship you today, Jesus. Shadow where I hide the ransom 
is my Come on, song. you are good. You are good. You're good. Disappoint you? Come on, hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for never disappointing us, never forsaking us, never leaving us. Thank you, Lord. Bless your name today.
heaven come. Let heaven come. Heaven come. Heaven come. Let heaven come. Heaven come. Whoa. Yours is the kingdom. Yours is the kingdom. Yours is the power. presence is there's fullness of joy so father we embrace your joy today father we thank you for invading our place today Praise and all of 
the honor you are our god the one we live for we give you praise all of the glory god and i see glory falling in this place i see hope restored the healing of all disease and i sing i sing i give you honor worthy jesus come on we give you praise yeah we give you praise and all of the honor you are our god the one we live for we give you praise all of the glory god we give you praise we give you praise and all of the honor you are our god the one we live for we give you praise all of the glory god all of Fill this place. Let heaven come. Let your angels be relieved. Let heaven come. We will worship at your feet. Let heaven come. Face to face, we want to meet. the honor you are our god the one we live for we give you praise all of the glory god well, we give you praise yes we do we give you praise all of the honor you are our god the one we live we give for you. we give you praise all of the glory god all of the glory all the glory if you're comfortable just lift slip up a hand up to the father father we thank you for your joy we thank you for your glory Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise today. Hallelujah. Why don't you greet somebody standing next to you and you can take your seats for just a moment. Praise the Lord. Come on, God is good. Hallelujah.
Amen. Well, we're so glad and honored and happy that each of you are here with us this morning. And uh believe that God has a word for you today. So honored also to have Diana and Deepak with us. Woohoo! Some of our we just met about what a, two, a year or two ago, and we've been knowing you for a while, and we're just honored to have you both here. And we're looking forward to hear what uh, you guys have to share with us today. We're, our church is going to begin financially supporting them on a monthly basis as they minister uh, in Australia and uh, other places of the world. I'm sure God is going to send them to. So we're honored to come alongside of you guys and be a part of what God has called y'all to do. Amen. Let's welcome them um, here today to TGP. Thank y'all so much for being a part of our family. It's my job this morning to take up the offering. So we're going to take up an offering for our church today. Um, and then after our presentation from Diana and Deepak, we're going to take up a, a special offering for missions today. And everything you give in that second offering will go directly to them. But for our church family, we want to do our tithes and offerings. And um, I want to read a scripture to you out of Psalms. And uh, it was such an amazing thing. I suppose, How many of you are here Wednesday night? Who was here Wednesday night? Nobody? A few of us. Okay, hallelujah. Well, if you don't come on Wednesday, you should. Amen. And uh, we had a great time Wednesday night. I shared a message. If you need an offering envelope, uh, Scott has that. Just lift your hand, and we'll be happy to give it you an offering envelope. But I spoke Wednesday on um, the power of a decree, and we define the word decree as something that has to happen. Or something that has to take place. And out of Psalm 81 and verse 10, it says, Open your mouth with a mighty decree. I will fulfill it now, you'll see. And the words that you speak, so shall it be. So what you say out of what comes out of your mouth is extremely important to what's going on in your life. And so for an example... As it regards to finances, if you feel like you're broke, you don't need to say you're broke. Amen. Because what you have, what you speak is what you're going to get. Amen. And so we want to say, so, so we understand that in our church, we say this quite often and frequently, is that when Jesus went on the cross, he took uh, uh, lack and financial bondage upon him so that we could be free, be rich. He took poverty on himself so that we could be rich. It is in God's best interest for his children that his children are wealthy, that his children are healthy, that his children are wise. Amen. And so we believe here at TGP that we're rich. And so what we decree is what we believe. It's what we receive. It's what we see. So Psalm 81 and 10 says, the words that you speak, so shall it be. And so what so my decree has to be aligned with what heaven is speaking over me. And anything that I speak against myself, I'm speaking against heaven. And so I want to decree something over you today. I was at a conference this past week. I was supposed to be in Arkansas and uh, things just didn't happen the way they I thought they would. And uh, God always has a second plan in play. Well, he has a first plan. We kind of put our plans in there somewhere and the lord had other plans for me this weekend and we did a i did a memorial service last night and was in tomball um the last couple of night a couple of days and 
there's a a a, a voice, a prophetic voice, uh, that I every time I get around these guys, um, they say something to me that uh, really impacts me. And one of the things they shared with me on with us on Friday was a story that was released in the uh, Israel newspaper, um, and it was uh, the the story is called the Super uh, Bloom, and um, and they uh, named it the Super Bloom Season. And, I, and, and the lady, the person I'm speaking of is Jane Hammond. And Jane Hammond is a very strong prophetic voice. And this is, I know you can hardly see it. It's from my text message. But this is this is in the clipping in the um, Israel News that says, you know, it says, Dead Sea Blooms Floral Wonderland for the first time. Ezekiel's prophecy coming to fruition. This was published on uh, three days ago on the 20th of February. And the Dead Sea ain't nothing supposed to grow there. Ain't nothing supposed to be there, right? If you go to the next screen, this is what the Dead Sea looks like right now. Look at all those flowers. It's supposed to be dead. Look at that. It's just beautiful. And so I want to share this with you in that many of you have come to a point in your life where you have planted many seeds you've been faithful in your giving in times and in offering faithful not only just with your money but with also of giving of your time you've served and you served and you served and you've planted seeds in the ground and there's a harvest that that you're you're expecting to come up out of the ground and the story one of the stories that uh, they shared was in the war on the in the war world war one I, I think she said is that and before the war they planted seeds in the ground and nothing ever produced but after the war and after there was warfare over the land and after many boots had been on the ground on the on in the land and they had walked on the land um they're 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 walking and them just being there uh she used the word agitated the seed that there was that was sown before the war and after when the war ended all these flowers began to bud and blossom now i just want to encourage you to this morning that some of you are waiting on god to do something some of you are really needing god to move in your life you might need a healing you might need a financial miracle well i believe in this season it's a super bloom season and i believe god is saying that this is the season where you're going to begin to see things uh, come up out of the ground that you've been needing to come up out of the ground and I believe that this is a season where God is saying I'm moving on your behalf even if you don't think I am and I want you to I want to encourage you today that God is a miracle working God and he's he is in a good mood and wants to bless you He's in a good mood and wants to bless you. He wants to bless your kids. He wants to bless your business. He wants to bless your ministry. He wants to bless you. That's the kind of God he is. He's not an angry God waiting on you to fall on your face and mess up. He's a good God. And he wants to reward those who diligently seek him. And I think I'm with people who diligently seek him. And so, just like those flowers we saw, I believe we're in a season where we're going to begin to see things blossom in our lives. And this morning, I would like to encourage you to plant a seed today. Because I believe the waters are stirred, and I believe God is here to do a work. And um, if you're going to uh, write a check, you can make your checks to TGP. 
Uh, most of you give online, and we're so gracious, grateful for those that give. If you want to uh, text to give, you can do that by dialing or texting, excuse me, text to give to 936-261-8142. And there it is on the screen there. And they will give you an opportunity to do that. And while you're getting your 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 um, gifts ready, I'll make a few announcements. Tonight is our uh, Beaumont service at 6 o'clock um, at the Holiday Inn on Walden Road. We'll be in the Dallas room. That's where we had Open Heavens last year. And so tonight we have guests. Our guest speaker is Susan Richardson. And so if you know somebody who needs a, a fresh um, prophetic word, if, they, if you so know someone who just needs a touch from the Lord, I want to invite you to have them come with you. Don't skip out on this moment. I really believe God has something he wants to do. Um, I know I've got people coming from Louisiana tonight, and uh, we're just going to have a good time in the Lord. And so join us tonight. We're going to pray for people. We're going to see God really. Um, we're going to see like we just sang about. We're going to see heaven come down to earth and see God do some amazing things tonight. Amen? Amen. Then this Wednesday, I'm going to continue my message on decrees. Um, I believe this is a this is a season where we got to watch what comes out of our mouth, and so we're going to be we're going to be talking about our decree. We're going to give you some things to decree and declare over your business, over your life, over your ministry on Wednesday. Uh, we encourage you to come back and be with us. And then, of course, uh, our men's breakfast will not be this Saturday. It will be the following Saturday, the 14th, at Touch of Cajun in Nederland. Amen. Amen. All right, we're going to give you an opportunity to give it this time. Um, if you would like to, there's an offering container in the back. If you don't want to give up here in the front, thank you so much for your generosity. If you need an offering envelope, Brother Scott has those. Let's pray. Father, we sure do thank you for this opportunity to give into the kingdom of God. We don't give to a man. We don't give to a church, but we give into your kingdom. We thank you, Lord, that you've given seed to the sower. Lord, that we're all blessed and we're all rich in the kingdom. And we thank you, thank you, thank you that we're not controlled by a poverty mindset, but we're controlled by an abundant mindset that says that you uh, supply all of our needs according to your riches and glory. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. We want to give you, you can come and give in these containers in the front or there in the back. God bless you. Thank you so much for your giving.
of lightning, the rolls of thunder. Blessing and honor, strength and glory and power be to you. Amen, amen, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Come on. We adore you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Don't you love that song? Amen. Amen. Well, again, we're so honored to have Deepak and Diana with us today. And I want them to come and just share their heart with us. And then after the end of that, we're going to pray. They're going to pray with you. They'll be up here at the end of the service to pray. And we're going to so we want to sow into their ministry today and what God is going to do for them. Amen. Why don't you stand on your feet with me today and give a great big welcome to our dear friends, Deepak and Diana. Come on. Thank you, guys. Well, good morning. I I was worshiping and um, I was just like, wow, this is, this is a house originally. This was a house, I'm assuming. And I was like, wow, it's so amazing to be in this house with you guys. Thank you for inviting us. I really feel that y'all are a family and y'all have invited us into your home and you have been just so welcoming and we 
honestly, like even when we got to the hotel last night, I was like, man, I love TGP. They're so nice. They're so like, um, we love getting to know the Ortizes and we just thank you for adopting us and grafting us into your family. Yeah. And so good. Um, I'm just here to look good. Uh, she's going to do the talking. Um, but yes, everything that she said, we're so uh, grateful that you have us here. Um, I see so many familiar faces. Uh, we have our family here. Uh, thank you for coming out and, and support for us. Um, let's just start with, with a quick prayer. Father, we thank you, Lord, for, for bringing us all together. This is not coincidence. This is uh, your divine providence. We believe that, that you have a word for us here, that we have our ears and hearts and eyes open for you to speak into us, that your life comes forth. And we pray, Lord, that, um, that you be glorified. You be glorified. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 So this is our family. Uh, Deepak and I actually met here in Port Natchez uh, at a church down the road. We've been married almost 12 years. And we have three amazing children, two of them are which are in here. We have uh, Cadence 11, Beckett is 7, and Levi is 2. So that is us, and we live in Katy. Levi is in the back. Yeah. If he was here, this would not be possible. Wouldn't be happening. Um, would not be happening. So we've been um, uh, serving at a church in Katy, Texas for the past 10 years. Uh, our current past role was leaders over the young adults, 18 to 30-year-olds, uh, as they transition out of high school, and we call it adulting. Mm. And so, um, but that's a little snip about us. Yes. We can move to the next one. So, sorry, Angie. <laughs> Just wanted to give you a little, how are we um, connected to you guys here? Um, Angie and I go back to third grade. Um, I have been also adopted into the Franks family. This is a great picture. This is actually taken by Mama Franks. She's in the back of the boat. And uh, Angie was certain that there is an alligator in front of us and she has her oar ready to beat it to death and as we got closer we realized it was just a log <laughs> but um i really like this picture because it kind of encompasses our friendship um we were not afraid to be silly together we weren't afraid to be serious together and angie just seeing you up here worshiping i'm emotional yeah. so you're gonna hear me cry probably but angie has been she's actually the one that invited me to church she loved her friend enough to invite her to church. And seeing you up here, I was like, look what God's done in our life. Look what he's done. And it's just so amazing that I get to come now into her house with her, with her church body and worship together. And So our roots, they run deep. I was the crazy, silly, getting us in trouble friend. And Mama Franks and Papa Franks still loved me, even though I hurt their daughter many times. <laughs> So this, that's how we're connected to you guys, is through the Franks. It's a great picture. And we'll go to the next slide, please. So we just wanted to speak really briefly about Australia because we believe that the Lord has a word. So we're just going to give you a quick snap. This is the South Pacific region of the world. So we have been training for the last two years to be sent as missionaries. Um, we're part of the Foursquare movement, and the movement was started with a heart for missions. So when you look at Foursquare, you'll actually see there's more Foursquare churches internationally than there are 
within the U.S., even though it began in California. So Foursquare actually has an amazing missionary training. And so we have been going through that. And we're all done. And as we were getting ready to be deployed, um, the Lord started talking to us about Australia. And we're going to talk a little bit about that later. But just to give you a little map, I'm a very visual person. So this is the South Pacific region. This is where we are being sent to. So even though we say Australia, it actually encompasses all of those areas which we will be serving. And we can go to the next slide. So Australia is broken into territories or states, and we will be serving the Western Australia um, as well. Um, that's kind of where we'll be based out of in Western Australia. So I don't know if you can see the line, but Western Australia, you can fit about, you can fit two Texases within it. So then we'll go to the next slide. The green area down there with all the blue dots, um, that is, you can see a lot of population lives along the coast because the rest is desert. Um, that is Perth in that area. And all of those dots represent the 22 four square churches, which we will be um, really able to easily access and serve. And so we'll be focusing there as well. <clears throat> So before we move into to that slide, it's, it's really bad look for me there. But uh, I just wanted to give a quick rundown of uh, what Diana and I will be doing with Foursquare Missions uh, in Western Australia. So uh, we'll be going through a, if you want to call it a model, uh, you can do so, but it's called business as mission. Um, uh, in there's another term for it called marketplace ministry. What it is, is basically I continue in, uh, the field of work I am in and, uh, but also be deployed as a, a missions worker. Um, I work in the oil and gas industry, uh, as an engineer, uh, no points for guessing that. Um, but I'll be uh, moving with my company to to uh, to serve at the project over there, but the Lord really, you know, when all the working in our hearts about being in missions happened a long time before this opportunity presented itself, um, and we'll be talking a little bit about that. But uh, we'll be uh, deployed um, in the month of March, towards the end of March. Um, Three main categories of work that we'll be focusing on. One, that Diana will be working with the women, and she'll be sharing her heart and passion for that. Uh, I'll be uh, a, working mainly in the marketplace, as in I'll be uh, sort of downtown area of Perth, uh, meeting with the local people, sharing God, uh, or praying that we have a monthly meeting set up where whether it's believers, people who do not believe, they have a place to come and and find out about Jesus. So that's the prayer. Um, and we'll also be, you, so, you see the 22 churches over there, we'll also be uh, working with the youth and young adults because um, that is a need for uh, that church over there. So that's the three main areas that uh, that the Lord has put on our hearts, and you'll get to see a little bit of glimpse here and there. But 
we won't be able to pack everything in today. So if you do have questions, do let us know, you know, and we can talk it through if you're interested, if you want to know more about how that works. So, yeah, just by raising your hands, how many people are in here work in the workplace and are not employed by the church? How many work in a business Out, or outside of the church? Non-church staff. Non-church staff. So like most of you. That's okay. what I thought. <laughs> so, this is really amazing. This is what um, we would love to talk to you more about BAM or workplace missions. And um, just it's really encouraging and enlightening. And there's webinars. Is that the name of it? Webinars? You can call webinars? it that. That you can um, go and listen to. And they really encourage you guys as you're in the workplace. My workplace um, includes 30 diapers. Some um, of it. Yeah, some of it. All right, we're going to go to the next slide. All right. I'll just explain the picture later, but um, I was praying about this. Uh, we've been really excited to come, and we've been praying a lot, and this phrase kept going on in my mind about being propelled by love and propelled by love, and it, I just couldn't get away from it, and I was like, okay, what, what does it mean to be propelled by love? What does the word propel mean? And then the Lord asked me another question, he was like, what propels you, Diana? What motivates you? What gets you to move okay so I'm going to ask you I'm going to ask you for your feedback what makes you make the decisions you make what moves you anyone I'll give you a few examples for me it's comfort my family and my friends those are the three drivers of the decisions I make how about you guys anybody providing for your family service Okay. Anybody else? Okay. I was looking at the timeline of my life and I saw that there was many things that I, decisions I made based on what propelled me. And a lot of it uh, from an early age was this desire to be accepted. And so as this deep desire to be accepted, I made choices that led me down that road. Now as a, uh, a wife, I was like, oh, I have to like keep this relationship going so I started to learn how to be you don't biblical. have to you want to I want to yeah <laughs> it went from have to to want to and what does the bible say about a biblical wife and then now as a as a woman like what does the word say about a, a woman in the bible and as I began to to really ask the lord to reveal to me who I am in him it was very life-giving and he filled me with so much of that desires to be accepted, that desire to be loved. And um, so I want to share with you about how now I'm able and how we can all be able to be moved and propelled by love. So I remember when I was about 10, I was watching National Geographic with my mom, and it was a documentary on India, and I was like, ew, that place is disgusting. I will never go there. And uh, like I remember this scene so clearly. And when I met Deepak, Angela introduced us. Thanks for that. <laughs> I instantly fell in love. I mean, I can remember it's like the slow scene of a movie when the guy like walks up like this, you know? It was like after worship, and I was like, yeah, that's the guy. And I instantly fell in love. And this picture was taken with one of our trips to India. And because I... I instantly discounted a whole country, a whole nation of people. I cut them off. I said I would never go there. This was actually the first place I ever went to. 
the first place I ever went to. And I fell in love with the people, the cultural stuff, the food is amazing. And I was asking God, I was like, how could this happen? How could this girl from Southeast Texas who professed to hate India suddenly love it and love everything about it and um, actually get to a point to want to live there? I asked Deepak, like, like, let's move here. And he said, it was because you were motivated and propelled by love, by love for my husband. I loved him so much that I was willing to go to a place that I never thought I would want to go to, accept a group of people that I never thought I would accept, love food that I thought was disgusting at first. And I started to ask the Lord, okay, well, what about other people? What about other groups of people? What about other nations that have no tie to my husband? Would I be able to go there and to accept them and to love them if they have nothing to do with my husband or my family? And he answered my question. He sent us on missions trips. We went to Turkey. We've been on a missions trip to India. We've been able to serve in a church that's very, like, multicultural. We have a lot of Nigerians in our church. And every single time, and even our recent trip to Australia, it's just like you're immediately gelled together. Even like with the Ortizes, when we met them, we we're like, you're family. How does that happen? How can you meet a complete stranger and then within moments be like, you're my long lost brother? Where have you been? You know, and the Lord said, it's because the love, the love I've put in you, it's the, and, and, and there's people who are non believers, there's people who believe very differently than us that we can love. And I think that sometimes we're scared to love and to accept people who maybe speak a different language or eat foods that's different than us or live in a country that we might think is backwards, but we can love and accept them. And so the Lord is um, was also speaking that when we do that, when we move and we operate out of being propelled by his love for people, we might be put in situations and in circumstances that we never thought we would be, right? And it might look a little different and look a little odd. And it might feel a little uncomfortable at first. My mom used to always say, you have to do something new a hundred times before it becomes normal, right? So when we are willing to love and accept people, because you know we've been loved and accepted, right? I'm like a weird person. I really am. Like, this is me, like, normal. Like, I, I toned it down for you guys. But if he can love and accept me and, and like, truly show me who I am, can I not do that for another person? Can I not do that for someone who believes in something politically different, someone who believes in life choices differently than me? I think we can. I think we can. So that is what I wanted to share with y'all about being propelled by love is that when we truly know the, well, we don't really truly have to know. I didn't really truly know the father and every single thing in the Bible before I could start loving people. I'm not some great theologian who can quote the Bible backwards and forwards, but I have felt his love and I have experienced his love. And he says, when you freely receive, you freely give, right? I can follow that. I can do that. And I want to share with you um, one more slide, if we can go to the next slide. Okay. 
<clears throat> so I am a stay-at-home mom. I have been for the past 11 years. I've had little jobs at churches and working within our church, but um, we moved to Scotland for three years, and it was a really rough time in my life, but I realized that the way the Lord was going to heal me was through me serving. And I got very involved in our church of 15 people. And we literally walked about 500 houses inviting people to this community event we were going to have. And this is where I met this young mom here. And she's from the Seychelles. Who has ever heard of the Seychelles? Me either. It's a very small island off the tip of Africa. And she was a stay-at-home mom, and she was struggling with some things that I was struggling with. And she came to church a few times, but she never really came back. But we stayed in touch, and we had coffee, and we had tea together. And <clears throat> I really didn't think much of it. I didn't think, like, a lot would happen. But I was motivated to love her and to accept her. And um, this picture, this is our pastor in Scotland. He sent, see, I told you I was going to cry. <laughs> he sent me this picture about three months ago of Gretel. And uh, he said, Gretel reached out to me, and she wanted to meet, and she was asking how she can come to know the Lord and how she can be baptized. <clears throat> and she wanted to send this picture to you because she remembers the time just went together. And I wanted to share that with you guys because I think that sometimes we think reaching out, inviting someone to our house for dinner, um, having coffee with someone doesn't really make an impact that, you know, that's for the staff of the church or that's for some missionary person. Um, I can't really make a difference. But every single conversation, every time you show love to the person in the waiting room, every time you put your phone down and look at their face and acknowledge that they're there, it makes a difference. It really makes a difference. And lives can be changed from every conversation you have. And we wanted to talk to you guys about being an everyday missionary. And how we're not just missionaries because we've been through some program and are being sent out and we have some title. I believe that God made us missionaries 10 years ago. And I believe the Lord is calling all of us to be missionaries. Yeah. Man, thank you. That was awesome. I could let her talk, but then, you know, <laughs> I would be moving just the slides in the back. I mean, you know, I wore this jacket and I thought I'd do a little bit of talking. <laughs> Thank you. You're good. Awesome. Um, so the everyday missionary. Um, there's a lot to talk about the everyday missionary, but um, I, I wanted to share what it looks like when you are being the everyday missionary. Three things. Okay. Um, just one major thing, you know, as, as a foundation I wanted to share was one major thing Diana and I walked away with uh, from Foursquare Missions uh, training with them was being a missionary is less about geography and more about the intentionality of your heart. Um, and I can say that because I'm from India. Uh, next slide, please. The, it's, it's the intentionality that we walk with that makes you and me a missionary. Jesus did not walk outside of the outskirts of Israel, but he is the greatest missionary that ever lived. It is less about geography 
more about the intentionality of the heart. I got to know this um, when I first uh, came over to the States and I was not too far from here uh, studying at Lamar and I learned the first thing about the everyday missionary. The first thing is about being open. Openness, uh, I've, I have a, I, I felt like this definition was the closest to what I was experiencing. So it's inviting someone into your space and making them feel safe. Okay, you're inviting someone into your space and making them feel safe. Um, the senior pastor of the church, I was going to many of you know him, Pastor Monty. He invited uh, me and a couple of uh, international students over for Thanksgiving. It was my first Thanksgiving and it was the awesomest thing that could I could ever look forward to. Right. And um, it was this huge spread. And, you know, I mean, it was amazing um and it was where i had my first pecan pie um i mean that does it for me so <laughs> but somehow right uh we started talking about football i don't know so not somehow it is always a part of thanksgiving here so we would start talking about football and people kind of taught me a little thing here and there about football and it's like oh okay big men hitting each other um but and then I said, okay, I'll tell you a better one. And I talked to them about cricket. Cricket is a sport, okay? <laughs> Just believe me, it's a sport um, that, that I grew up playing. And so I started explaining to them about cricket. And somehow, I don't know how, within half an hour, we were out in the pines of East Texas playing cricket right we're just just playing cricket and we're i was just teaching and that somehow this deep american tradition turned into this indian thing it didn't really catch my heart but until i was you know driving away from the place i felt the embrace i felt that someone had invited me not just to make introductions and eat food, but they embraced me fully. It's when we take our ideas of our traditions and say, you know what, I'm going to make give it a tinge of whatever you are so you will feel safe. And I felt safe and embraced and loved, and I carry that with me. And I carry that with me. And so... That is the first thing of the everyday missionary. How open are we to let go a little bit of our deep things? So when we let that touch someone, they carry it off and they can somehow one day speak about openness. Being open. The second thing. <laughs> we'll go to the next slide. Um, we'll, we'll get to reading the, the verses up there. But the second thing is about how deeply are we rooted where we are. Where we are is somehow connected to where God sent us. Yeah. I don't know how you ended up where you are in your workplace, in, in where you worship, where uh, you eat, 
where you have Thanksgiving, God is sending us out. So when he's sending us out, he's sending us out with a mission. We have to know that in our hearts. In our hearts, we need to know that. But my tendency is, God, why are you sending me to work every day? These people are so hard to work with. Um, and so on and so on. You know these things. Maybe they don't. Maybe it's just me. Oh, that's the problem. I get it now. Um, no, I'm the missionary, remember? Yeah. <laughs> the, the places where we're sent to are not always easy, are not always just the, the most uh, convenient things to do. We are being sent. Let's look at this verse over here. Just a little bit of context. Israel has been taken into captivity um, to the nation of Babylon. And this is the prophet Jeremiah writing a letter to Israel. And he's saying to Israel, he's saying, I want you to, he's saying the, the Lord's words, right? The Lord is saying it through him. He's saying, verse 5, build houses and dwell in them, plant gardens and eat fruit of them. Take wives and beget sons and daughters and take wives for your sons and give your daughters to husbands that they may bear sons and daughters. So marry and grow and increase. And verse seven, and seek peace of the city where I have caused you to be carried away captives and pray unto the Lord for it. For in the peace of the city is your peace. This is the Lord telling Israel, the captives, to, hey, I know you want to get out of that place. I know that this is some strange gobbledygook going on in Babylon. But guess what? I want you to plant yourself there. I want you to increase there. I want you to bring peace to this city. It is through you that they will know me. So I need you to be planted. So this is the everyday missionary. The everyday missionary doesn't run away from where God has sent him. The everyday missionary needs to be planted. There have been many situations, one in Scotland, I'll give a quick story. Um, we had moved the whole family over there and the first few months were a fine at work, but then I started feeling a lot of friction. There was a point where my boss and I couldn't even sit in the same meeting. And I was like, God, you brought me here. And I'm like, my whole family's here. This is horrible. Like, I don't even want to go to work. And um, much like, uh, you know, maybe maybe y'all have this. We, we used to have a, uh, a home group. Uh, where we used to meet and one of the ladies she said hey you need to forgive your boss you need to pray for the man like, really i didn't do anything wrong <laughs> but i did and i as i released the man of everything i said god here things changed we stuck in got planted went further in 
and we dove into what God gave us. The third thing, real quick. Next slide, please. I won't read... Um, I mean, this is one of my favorite uh, verses in the Bible, Isaiah 54. I'm going to read just the verse 2. Enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare, lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. God is giving a promise to his people saying, enlarge your tents. People are going to come the nations are going to know my name and they're going to come. I always saw this as big buildings, right? I always saw this as huge buildings that would carry more people in them. But the Lord is saying, that's me to be quiet. Um, but the Lord is saying, enlarge your heart so you can receive more people. Enlarge your heart so you can receive more people so they will feel the love of God. When you do that, you are being Jesus. When you enlarge your heart, you are being Jesus. And that's what the Lord is saying. Enlarge your tent. Enlarge your tent. There might be a thousand people knocking on that outside door. But if we don't enlarge our hearts, they're going to walk away not knowing the love of Jesus. I'm going to take 30 seconds to quickly share uh, an illustration. Uh, if we go to the last slide. Um, we come here as people as all sorts of fruits. That's weird. I know saying that, but you've already been called nuts. So <laughs> this is just fruits. You know, we're, we're, we're all different. Some are, are just easy. Easy where like an apple or a grape. You just pop it in your mouth and you're good, right? Some take work like pineapples. Oh, my gosh. So frustrating. But the Lord, Lord, he was showing me strawberries and anywhere, all the fruits in between, right? He's saying, hey, if someone is a pineapple... I'm not saying you are. Oh my gosh, that was bad. <laughs> if, if you have a, someone who is a pineapple, will you just receive them? Or are you going to start peeling them and peeling them and making them feel devalued and say to them, I'm not going to receive you until you go through this process? You got to be discipled. You got to look a certain way. You got to... Say the, say the right words. Or will you let me, the Lord says, will you let me do the peeling and accept them for who they are? Enlarge our hearts. That's what the everyday missionary looks like. He wants us to love people where they're at and he will do the peeling. Jesus died for us when we were yet sinners. We have to accept. I'm going to go to the last slide. Um, that was what sort of what was on our hearts to share with you this morning. Um, uh, we just wanted to say that, you know, we're excited to be heading off to Australia.
but we know that you know our connection is here and we we feel that connection we know that connection we're so blessed and and grateful for you to welcome us in and have us here um we're going to talk a little bit about um you know how to connect with us uh, we'll be at the back or you know if you want to connect with us later i'm going to hand it over to pastor john wow I love these guys because what they, well, exactly what he said is our heart. And uh, we're supporting them because of their vision of everyday missionaries. All of us are called to do something for God. And the number one thing we're called to do is to impact our world for Jesus, to share the love of Christ. That's why he put us on this earth, not just to have another church, not to have just another experience, but to impact lives. Everybody say, I'm a world changer. Let me give you an opportunity to sow today uh, into their life, into their ministry. Um, if you're going to write a check, just make it out to TGP and we'll just cut one check. Um, and this, this offering is going to touch people across the world. Because their focus is the world. And as you're preparing your gifts, um, I want Diana and Deepak to come back up here with me. <clears throat> I come to stand right here. I'm going to lay hands on them and, um, and just kind of, I'm not their pastor, I'm not their apostle, nothing like that, but um, they're home folk. And I want, our church to send them out with an apostolic blessing to touch the world from Southeast Texas. And, um, God has called them for such a time as this, for this moment, God has designed you for, for right now. And everything you've gone through, everything you've participated in, all of your training has processed you for this moment. And, uh, I want to ask my, our pastors to come, and circle behind them and we're going to pray for them and you guys can still get your offerings prepared we'll take it up in a minute yeah, and I'll, if you're an elder too you know who you are um, I think this is a this is going to be this is a new season for y'all it's, a, it's a, a launching it's a and it's just time and there's going to be some things in your life that are going to be cut off and disconnected from so that you can go higher. And it's because some things are going to be tough, but um, God has prepared, pre prepared you for this moment. So, Father, we thank you for this incredible family. We thank you for this moment that you have prepared them for. And Father, whereas we know they're going to a specific part of the world, Father, I just keep hearing in my in my spirit that the world is in their hands. And Father, I, even in my spirit, I can I see them on major platforms and major crusades, just holding meetings and just showing people the love of Christ. <laughs> so Father, today, we just 
release a fresh anointing upon them. A fresh energy, a fresh um, zeal, a fresh desire. Father, let the prophetic anointing, let the prof- uh, the the uh, pray the intercession spirit of intercession, Father. <coughs> Lord, let uh, 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 this this new season of their life, Father, Father, let them begin to uh, soar higher, Lord. Let them begin to see in the spirit realm, Father, just the things, uh, <coughs> strategies to impact uh, people, places, uh, wherever they wherever they go. Father, let I just hear the Lord saying that a, a, a strategist, you have an anointing of a strategist, and the Lord says now he's going to place strategies in your hand. You're going to give them to Diana, and Diana's going to work it out. She's going to figure it out. You're going to have a vision. You're going to have many visions going at one time. <coughs> and I see you laying in bed. See <coughs> Devil is a liar. I see you laying in bed and you're talking. And it's like a light bulb goes goes off. And you're like, babe, you gotta I gotta share this with you. You're gonna wake her up. Diana, Diana, Diana. In the middle of the night, and the Lord's gonna give you just strategies to, to impact places of the world. And and from Perth, you're going to impact the world. I I can I see it in the spirit. So Father, we just thank you. We thank you. We thank you for Diana. Thank you for the anointing to gather. Thank you for the anointing to gather. To lead. You know, people see leaders in front, but I keep hearing the Lord saying that, Diana, you're used to leading from the back. And the Lord says, you're going, you have that kind of feistiness where you can push people to uh, move into their next level. And the Lord, you're going to take many women and you're going to pull them up. Where they've been down, you're going to pull them up. You've got a specific anointing to help people come up higher. And for the both of you, the Lord says, cast your net far. Cast your net far and watch what I'll do. The Lord says, even over the next eight months, the Lord says, I'm going to, I'm going to even uh, uh, give you um, new ideas and new um, ways of reaching people. So, Father, we bless this family. We thank you for them. We thank you that you brought them into our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise for this great couple. Amen. All right, so we're going to make a check to TGP while you're doing that. Don't forget about tonight's service at 6. If you're going to volunteer, please wear your volunteer shirt. And I think we said we're meeting there at what time, Tana? So if you're helping uh, me and Jeff set up, it's at 4, and then everyone else, 445. And so uh, you're going to want to use the entrance that faces the interstate rather than Taco Bell. We're in a new room, so tonight, it's if you're coming to the meet, uh, the, the gathering, it's going to be at 6 for service. And what do we just say? 430 for volunteering. 445 for the serve team. The last time we got there too early, I think we got there at three. That was crazy. We're not doing that again. And so, amen.
Amen. So you ready to give? All right. So what we're going to do is I'm going to bless you. And then I'm going to ask that on the way out that you just put your gifts in the offering receptacles in the back or here in the front. Let's stand together. So Father, we thank you that you're giving us an opportunity to sow into a place that we've never been before. Father, we thank you that we're able to sow into a couple who loves people who loves the world, who lo who's called to impact not just their uh, location now, but locations all over the earth. Father, we thank you that you've brought them to us for such a time as this to not just encourage us, but to also challenge us to love more, to be propelled by love. And we thank you for it. Father, as we give, we ask you, Father, to multiply multiply this multiply make it meet make it meet every need father and father we commit as a church family as a church body to come alongside them father and be a continuous a sustained blessing not just every now and then but to be a sustained blessing in their life and father i just release and declare over them a sustained uh, bl uh, blessing, a sustained movement of financiers to help them move forward in Jesus' name. And everybody in agreement said, amen. Thank you so much for giving today. Let's thank the Lord again for Diana and Deepak. If you want to connect with them, they'll be in the back. You can give at this time. Thank you so much. Container in the back, containers in the front. Thank you for being here. We love you. We'll see you tonight.